you gypsy guy. I don't know what the make believe story is. Screen printing shop. Oh, so you know him. For some reason I think he doesn't like me very much, but it might be an illusion, we just don't know each other. Mm. The feeling that I had from him was a little bit that his wife is a babe and she was there helping too because this was the only time I really met him was like, like when we were working on the replacing the mats and stuff. Mm. She's usually like a kid's teacher and uh, a gee guy only. And it's kind of that vibe of like feeling competition or like feeling protective and I maybe was more potential threat than like a buddy. Gotcha. You might be in Yeah. Well. But the same. Oh, and also he, he runs the Black Belt Soap Company and they were telling me that because I was wearing their logos and stuff for the fight. I'd get some some black belt soap and stuff. I did get a hat. That's from the other guy. And then I got the black belt soap. Uh, and he never really talks to me. Yeah. <clears throat> you of all people need the soap. You're the one who got the reputation. I'm saying. Hook like it he, up. Hook not up. like he forgot about Hook you. Hook a soap needing brother up. Although I think it it was a bar soap, so I'm not that sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I have my own shower it would be cool. Anyways. We could also throw Irie Sessions parties. We could make a big banner. We should rent that lower studio space. <laughs> that, that big one? Those guys are already in there, it's already being used. What? No, not the big, big one across the hall under us. Okay, I don't know what. It's smaller, but it's, it's bigger than the upstairs. It's bigger than our third floor. I'm going to just take over the tree house and use the main floor. Ah, uh, yeah. Friday night, so that the maintenance people don't come in in the morning. See all the paraphernalia. Just kidding. Or pulley pulley. Or Blue Mountains Temple. Mm -hmm. 
Bro, Irish sessions could become a fucking global tribe. You know what I'm saying? Focused on it. Gotta stay focused on the vision. Yeah, that should be a, a, a core pillar of um, any IRA session event is some IRA discussion. I mean, mm. we got a. What is the vision? To articulate the vision. To go from present day circumstance into the vision. You know? Good Lord. He said, what is the vision? What is the vision? Present day circumstance is total confusion. This is the, the old paradigm collapsing. We're just, uh, we have to let that boat sail away, and that's uh, letting go of everything. Letting go of all our uh, cherished ideologies, cherished beliefs about ourselves and about the world, and about what human beings are doing here. We've all been raised and educated in a materialistic value system that uh, teaches us that he who dies with the most toys wins and he is the appropriate pronoun to use because it's a uh, male centered uh, winning centered masculine yeah it's a winning centered world it's not a cooperating centered world it's a it's a selfish value system. It says me first. Or at least the government is. Ah, capitalism, free enterprise is is uh, encouraging people to put themselves first rather than putting others first. Imagine a society, a civilization with a safety net. So people who uh, kept nothing for themselves and just devoted their whole lives to serving others were uh, uh, perpetually held afloat by the safety net. Imagine how that might cultivate a spirit of generosity. People could devote their lives to serving others. They wouldn't have to worry so much about taking care of number one because that was something that civilization as a whole did. What did you say last time? There's a competitive advantage to serving others? To, to cooperating. To cooperation. There's a competitive advantage to cooperation. That's how you really raise the water level. We're recognizing that it's it's happening in a, a, you know unconscious fashion. We're learning to cooperate, and we're learning to cooperate socially. the The mainstream media is is telling one story, and then the the cybernetic social network sees through the lie and critiques the lie and and 
as of yet, we have all these uncovered puzzle pieces that are, uh, you know, these broken truths hidden behind these mainstream lies. And we're, we're putting these puzzle pieces together and it's absolutely horrifying to see how all the all the available stories being sold are uh, have been hijacked by the eye of the pyramid, so to speak. And so we're left with nothing. We're left with total chaos. We, we know the lies. <laughs> are all too real and all too uh, in our face we need to self-edit we need to take action on ourselves as a whole on our guiding principles and the way we structure our societies we need an update well we yeah first we need to, to crawl out of the the, this whole of lies, you know, and and the the so our first truth is we're being lied to. Our first truth is we're being deceived by religion. We're being deceived by government. We're being deceived by. We have two political parties, and they're both deceiving us. We're being uh, we're being deceived, and I use the word we. Um, I'm talking about us as the 99.99% base of the pyramid that is being deceived by the eye of the pyramid. And the eye of the pyramid is deceiving the base into becoming two halves that are in conflict with each other. And so the 99.99% is being deceived into uh, inner conflict, turning against itself, whether it's... Uh, uh, the polarity between masculine and feminine that that polarity is being aggrieved by the ruling elites the polarity between uh, black and white is a polarity being deliberately aggrieved by the eye of the pyramid the ruling elites uh, the polarity between left and right is deliberately being aggrieved the polarity between uh, Christian and Muslim is deliberately being aggrieved by the ruling elites the ruling elites are deliberately creating fractures in the base of the pyramid in order to create conflict within the base of the pyramid. As long as one half of the pyramid is against the other half of the pyramid, the ruling elites remain safe. The, the, the winners of the class war are determined to uh, provoke a race war and a gender war and a religious war and a political war in order to distract attention away from the class war. And they've been winning the class war for hundreds or thousands of years. And they're closer now to losing it than they've ever been because the 99.99% is seeing through the lie of division. And we're seeing that real inequality Is, uh, is an economic function. 
We need that bottom edge. The safety net. We need the safety net. And this is socialism. Socialism is capitalism with a ceiling and a floor. How could we not do that for our own selves and our own people? Well, we've been betrayed by education. We've, the educational system has been co-opted by the ruling elites in order to create a propagandized population. A heavily propagandized population that's, that's willing to uh, throw its weight politically against its own best interests. In favor of a ruling elite that has successfully propagandized everything. Uh, the empire of mammon, the empire of materialism, materialistic values, he who dies with the most toys wins. This is the worth is measured in terms of money. And it doesn't have a second thought for the people without the money without the resources to even have a chance. Life itself is bought and sold for profit. This is absurdity. This goes against God. So who's going to win that one, man or God? And so we're watching uh, idols fall. And those who worship mammon going through the long dark night of the soul because mammon's empire is falling quantum physics tells us that consciousness itself is the ground of all being and the source of physical reality and what that means is that non-physical law is the cause of physical law non-materialism is the source of materialism when we're talking about non-materiality or non-physicality we're talking about spirituality so spiritual science yoga reveals the the spiritual laws And these are thousands of years in the making. These are not bullshit, oh. you know? This, the, these are smart people over thousands of years that oh. built this tradition and it has oh. survived. And it's a, it's a science, it's a universal tradition. It's not a, it's transcultural. The, the science of spirituality uh, arises indigenously in various, on, Throughout indigenous culture, the science of spirituality has spontaneously arisen. Sort of a fractal. Contextually, yeah. And this is, learning these laws are learning the laws of nature. It's, it's the Dharma. And materialistic culture falls out of alignment with spiritual law. And this is not an accident, this is deliberate whatever you want to call it, powers and principalities, interdimensional beings that, that uh, feed on negative emotion. 
persuade humanity to abandon spiritual value in the pursuit of material worth, material wealth. Well, that, that spiritual value is really just helping us see what actually is, what's, what the actual reality is. Because oh. it's the divisions and the... Oh, and, and indeed I think we're seeing... A, we're, we're witnessing spiritual reality confront materialistic reality in the Black Lives Matter movement. We're witnessing an ethic full-on confront um, an economic system that violates this ethic. Yeah, we have choices now. We don't need to just submit to the overlords structure we can communicate amongst ourselves and develop well i there's so it's it's absolutely terrifying to me the the nelson mandela whatever the the, the nonprofit he left behind that kind of uh, is doing their best to carry on his legacy spoke about violence as a form of protest and nelson mandela even up until I think as recently as 2008 was still on America's watch list, terrorist watch list because he would, he would not uh, renounce violence in the absolute in that he said when all other avenues of, of, uh, of political protest are repressed, are violently repressed and the, the I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but the Mandela Institute posted something. It, it, didn't, it certainly didn't endorse, and I should, I should find the quote to say it, but it acknowledged the fact that, that, and Martin Luther King said something, that the riot is the voice of the unheard. that all of that bubbling to the surface that was held down mm-hmm. and it's demanding to be heard what is it about what was the the beast loses its power when it's seen or something like that or it's uh, craving acknowledgement yeah the shadow shadow it's seeing the shadow when we see it and when we name it we lose our fear of it we've, we've learned something of it so from there we can establish a relationship with it develop compassion towards it and and healing our shadow is developing compassion towards those parts of ourselves that are not perfect, that are not even well. 
So ultimately, the, that happen in the, world too. the anger that people are feeling right now is maybe a part of a series of things evolving toward a more compassionate, actually n not holding the grudge that is keeping them attached to the Bless. new situation Bless. and truth creating and the new thing. Yes, I. Real truth and reconciliation. Without, without the truth, there is no reconciliation. Because we are pissed, and there's a good reason to be pissed. Yeah, but and it, really, I, I don't think we can have full truth and reconciliation without delving deep into the acknowledgement and the uh, an overstanding of. The word I want to use is colonialism. We have to actually expose it into the light and understand and see what's going on and, so and that the, we can... the roots of colonialism, where it comes from and why it arises. And because the, the devastating impact it's had on all of us is so evident globally. We all are... Uh, demanding healing, demanding a level of wholeness so that we can all live together in harmony and peace and prosperity. You know, Dwight Eisenhower said, I think the world wants peace so bad that one of these days government better get out of the way and let them have it. And right now we're at that moment where government is the only thing in, in between, in the way of the world and peace. All right. We're ready. We're ready, and government is the thing, and we're... The people demand to be heard. Uh, I think that all confrontation itself is losing the war. You know, real victory is victory over conflict itself, and, and all levels of escalating conflict um, lose the war we're trying to win. You know, in trying to create a world of peace and prosperity, we have to stay focused on victory over conflict itself. You know, we have to create peace where none exists. There can still be differences and... Well, of course. There are, and polarities. Of course, of but, course. But they'll be cooperative. Oh. to really heal I feel in my own life in my own uh, examination of the mystery of uh, the injustice that we all are so deeply enmeshed in the absence of the Dharma and the chaos that arises in a world that is not uh, in alignment with the Dharma. My own experience of this and questioning why is this? How did things, how, how has this situation arisen in order to uh, rectify the situation? Uh, where, where are the roots that, that we pull? Plant something new. Or how do we trim it down so we can plant over it, compost it down and grow over it? And it, uh, 
the, the the unique level of exploitation that colonialism represents in its exploitation of uh, in some ways if I think of polarity yang and yin yang is fire and yin is water we think of the exploitation of yin by a hyper-aggressive yang, an out-of-balance yang energy that exploits yin and consumes yin and uh, chains yin in order to continue exploiting yin. Uh, and the end result is not as beautiful as it could have been. And so this metaphor of a goose that lays golden eggs, right? And as long as you take care of this goose, you get all the golden eggs you want. But if you exploit, if you treat the goose bad, then you lose your golden eggs. You're heavily invested in nurturing the goose in order to receive the dividends of nurturing the goose. This is reciprocity. So uh, somehow in the short term, like the goose is... Whatever the story goes, the guy who has the goose that lays golden eggs was so greedy, he cut open the goose to get to all the gold and killed the goose that laid the golden eggs. Right. So materialism is... I'm just thinking this through out loud and I'm not sure if it's a good analogy or not, but materialism might be this, this idea of cutting open the goose to get at the gold. If spiritual reality is creating physical reality, the material values are basically cutting open the goose that lays golden eggs we're, because we're breaking spiritual law in order to uh, receive physical abundance. So we're kind of killing the spiritual goose that's laying the physical golden eggs. When you can't see the bigger picture. Well in a material right. in a in a a closed third eye world, which is a deactivated pineal gland, which is fluoride in the water, which is you know, goes back to the Vatican and further. But I, so, what led to the colonialist consciousness that led to the exploitation of yin, the feminine, the exploitation of mother nature, fear of and exploitation of mother nature, women's bodies, children, fear of and exploitation of art and music, the arts, the mysteries, sexuality, fear of an exploitation of sexuality, what led to the colonialist mindset that led to the exploitation of, lead, what, is, what leads to exploitation in consciousness? If mind creates matter, what is it that leads to this consciousness that has been exploiting reality? I guess it's the scarcity and feel, fear, 
fear of scarcity. I, for me, there is a total correlation. We have to look at who did the colonizing. They came from Western Europe. They were, they were uh, Caucasian Europeans. They were Christian. They were overcompensating. They were, in all probability, these were white, Europe, white Europeans who were circumcised, right? Right. It's a and tough hand, you tell. That's, I think that circumcision is a key component, perhaps the key element of an imbalanced yang energy that is afraid of yin needs to control and overpower yin traumatized by relationship with yin and acting out some sort of hyperviolent PTSD control complex which is what we are uh, awakening to as a society is that this, the quote-unquote white male toxic masculine patriarchal culture is uh, sexually traumatized, genitally mutilated, circumcised. We're watching a civilization act out its wounded penis. And it's, it's traumatized, a traumatized masculine. The traumatized masculine. Which becomes a... And it's crying out for healing more than anything else. And it's acting out until it gets seen in order to be healed. So they even speak about it. To speak about the porn industry that... Oh my gosh. ...came out of that. The traumatized masculine. This is... How the traumatized... The sexually traumatized masculine will reduce sexuality to porn. Will reduce... Uh, cultural relations to war will reduce trade to whatever, some sort of power trip hierarchy. It will reduce everything to a, a hierarchical relationship of exploitation. And, and that is the wound that has to heal for civilization to heal into wholeness, to peace and prosperity. And behind every race war is a class war. You never win the race war by winning the race war. You'll never ever ever win the race war by winning the race war. You only win the race war by winning the class war. That's how you win the race war. Between the, win the race to win the class war is to find balance. By ending the class war. And this is how a pyramid evolves into a torus. Right? The eye of the pyramid, the, the resources of the eye of the pyramid are reinvested to create a safety net at the bottom of the pyramid, at the base of the pyramid. And this is how capitalism is, is, is winner-take-all. Socialism is winner-take-most. So socialism is just capitalism with a floor and a ceiling. 
a safety net, and a salary cap. It's just good, all-American goodness. It's, you still get that free market. You still and get that, the free market. You still get a, a demand economy. You just have a, a floor and a ceiling. You have a safety net and a salary cap. It's just not necessary to have billions of dollars. And it's grossly, abominatively and unbalanced. It, it games the system. It, imagine if the Yankees were somehow able to buy off the league so that they could somehow avoid the salary cap and hire the best pitchers every year. If they had so much clout, they could game the system and rig the rules to their favor, they would create a monopoly. There would be no more competition. There would be no more parity. 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 The, and the whole fair idea, playing field. The fair playing field. The whole idea of a republic is maintaining a fair playing field so that no single particular entity gets to be too powerful. We shouldn't be so anti-government that we're okay with rules being broken and manipulations and cheating happening. And this is the, why sports is such a great analogy. But that should be the main purpose of that. The whole, the whole sports only functions when everybody's participating according to the same rules and everybody believes in it. That's it's only makes, fun to play at all. That's what makes the game work. And that's why there's a salary cap. That makes it really obvious. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, a demand economy. You know, so we want regulations that make sense, that everybody believes in, that work for all of us. That nobody can break. That nobody can be so powerful. And as that to everybody explore. can play the game and... Enjoy it. Amen. And there's enough for everyone. If we make gardening and meditation the twin pillars of public education, we create a world of, of physical abundance and spiritual abundance. Golden eggs. A world of golden eggs. <laughs> a world of golden Continuous eggs. Continuous golden eggs. And a happy golden duck. <laughs> <laughs> Bless, flash. Bless, flash. Bless, flash. Jarostafar. That was an Irish session. <laughs> that was Irish. Irish. Bless, flash. Bless.